Welcome to another episode of the Other Wrestling Dave's Podcast. I'm your host, David Rosenberg, and this week we're going to do something a little different. Instead of just running down the cards from the shows each week, which gets kind of boring, we're going to talk about some broader topics, we'll say. First, we're going to do uh, the WWE Champions, because I think that's the best way that we can just kind of go down what exactly is the new landscape of WWE main roster and NXT, because last week uh, we talked all about the two-night-long WrestleMania, and as you know, WrestleMania kind of changes everything up. Uh, but first, Donnie and I are, or I mean, after that, Donnie and I are going to talk about some ratings, and then we're going to talk about AEW, which feels like we haven't talked about AEW in several weeks, huh? No, it's been like a month or so that we haven't talked about AEW. For sure, yeah. It's been a while, so we would have a lot to cover there. But they're also going to a pay-per-view soon, so True. kind of right. important to get back it's, into it. It's, it's one of those... Uh, and maybe we can have this discussion a bit later too, but it's one of those like pseudo pay-per-views. Is, 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 it's not a real one, right? It's like a on-TV thing. Or, mm. or, or is it an actual um, hold on, hold like, on. like BR Live event, Blood and Guts? Because as I know, AEW only does the four pay-per-view events, uh, Revolution, Double or Nothing, uh, All I In, All they out. said it was May 5th, so that would be a Wednesday. Okay, so yeah, yeah, it's like one of their pseudo pay per views, like uh, the one that we went to down in uh, Florida, Bash at the Beach. Mm -hmm. That felt kind of yeah. like something to build up parts. to, exactly. So uh, we'll talk about what's been building in AW, especially now that that's coming to a head in just about three weeks now. Um, so we have a good idea of what exactly is happening there. But let's start with the WWE champions and where we stand after WrestleMania. Uh, Raw and SmackDown this week. I don't... I I didn't think they were as bad a, as a lot of people said uh, on the internet and the dirt sheets and, and all of that stuff. I, you know, other podcasts really didn't like Raw this week. I thought Raw was okay actually for for what it was i missed the first hour so maybe that helped it's always easier when raw's two hours instead of three uh but i i i like that there was at least a triple threat in the main event you know that seemed organic and it built to this what i think is going to be lashley and mcintyre again right like i, yeah. I kind of said that this wasn't going to be you know one and done this was probably going to be a, a few matches a few match series so I like where this is going. McIntyre won in the main event, I think, with the Claymore. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Usually there's some, uh, you know, fuckery I, that happens. I don't, to, to, I don't know to... if it's 100% a Claymore. But yeah, well, this is exactly, I think, what you said was going to happen once Bobby won. Like, what do we do from here? Who goes after him? Is it just going to be him and Drew again? Mm -hmm. And then we briefly mentioned Braun and Randy, and then they gave us exactly that. Right. Before it, landing back on true. Right. But I mean, these the, these guys uh, in the triple threat, I thought that matchup worked quite nice, uh, it did. especially as a main event. I mean, I'm not saying the the the, the match itself wasn't like f five stars or something like that, but it was it was OK. It was at least something that I could see booking in a video game. You know what I mean? And going, mm -hmm. oh, maybe this will work. And, and I think it probably did work. Uh, it popped a rating, which we'll talk about uh, in just a few. But. For me, this Bobby Lashley thing is working okay so far. So kind of a check following uh, WrestleMania for him. But I, I do wonder if uh, they're going to try and put Mac the belt on McIntyre just before they do a draft of sorts. Because this is always around the time uh, post-Mania. They let it lull for like a month or so. And then in May, they always do like a draft or something. Or maybe June. But... Uh, we'll see where that goes but i mean this for me at least wasn't the worst part of raw and I i'm okay with the storyline going forward I i'm cool with drew and uh bobby lashley the match was a uh, the finish i don't think was good i said this last week you know of the wrestlemania match that choking out the baby face to start night one of wrestlemania with you know, fifteen thousand fans or whatever it was i don't think that was great but I like it if it means like they're going to keep going with the story, I suppose, because Drew never really tapped out. So maybe they, they're going to build to a more intense match. You know what I mean? Like a last man standing. Then again, Drew wouldn't have won a last man standing match there. So uh, we'll see where that goes. The uh, other, I guess we'll call it main men's championship on the uh, other side of the WWE main roster is Roman Reigns, the big dog. Obviously, he retained against Daniel Bryan and Edge. 
neither of them were on the show this week for no, SmackDown, right? Them were on the show. I think they both retired, right? That's what we said was going to happen. <laughs> they were done after that mania. Yeah, I, I, um, <laughs> he, I, I haven't watched the last thirty minutes of SmackDown, so I don't know exactly where this is going. So hopefully, you can fill in the blanks for me. But I know Cesaro seems like the main ch- contender here. Yeah, you know, again, another thing that I think a few weeks ago we were really hyped about because they kind of signaled it. I think WWE might be doing a better job with their storytelling now, or maybe we're just paying more attention to it now. But it seems like we had that angle coming in earlier. Right. And then now we finally actually have it. Cesaro tried to get a match with Roman, and then they denied him, and they gave him a match with Jey Uso instead. So, um, and then I, I haven't actually seen the match with Jey Uso. I'll probably oh, watch it after we finish recording. You. you can spoil it for me because I'm sure okay. our listeners uh, have have seen it live mostly. Well, so, so you know, did he win? Are we gonna get Cesaro? And, and he was probably going to win, but you know, there's someone else that's kind of major on SmackDown. Okay, um, who for some reason is not acknowledging Roman Reigns either, but he claims to be like uh, Seth. Yeah. Oh, so Seth. So we're Cesaro yeah. and Seth. No, yes, Cesaro and Seth again instead of Cesaro and Reigns. So the question yeah. remains: Who, who, you know, does the does the winner of that feud move on to Roman Reigns? Because I think they Ideally, even asked. Yeah. But it seems so weird that Seth is like Seth has not said anything about Roman, and now he's like directly inserted himself into like a Roman story. I, I, still no, without acknowledging Roman. I think they even said something about Seth not really acknowledging Roman Reigns, or, or maybe vice versa. At some mm-hmm. point, I just remember hearing something about that on commentary, but maybe I'm crazy and I'm making it up. But I actually think that Seth versus Roman would would get eyes on you know on the show. Oh, so sure. I, I'm okay with that. It's a obviously they're both good wrestlers. They have the history with the Shield and all that. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a that, that that's pretty solid. Although I do wish we got. Cesaro in some capacity just it's give us Cesaro and Reigns. I think. We might uh, still get Cesaro and Reigns for like backlash or and, and I don't yeah, I don't one. need Cesaro and to then win Roman then. eventually. Right. Going against Seth. Uh the women's champions. Uh we'll go back to Raw. Raw women's champion. Uh mm-hmm. it's interesting because I think a lot of people have picked up uh that the Raw women's champion and the SmackDown women's champion are both super young uh you know babyface women. I guess Maybe Rhea's not a babyface this time around, but sooner or later you figure she's got to be because she's such a fan favorite. Uh, uh, but she she looks like a badass. So so Rhea's the Raw Women's Champion. Who's who's going after her? Is it is it Charlotte? Yeah, Charlotte showed up, did a promo saying that neither of them really deserve the championship. That she should have definitely just had the Mania spot anyway, and everything was out of her hands, and that's why she couldn't actually face Asuka for the championship. So what I think should have happened was they should have let the match happen first, um, Rhea and Asuka, and then have Charlotte interrupt and then do the promo. But that's nitpicking. Um, it would have just been a cooler pop. So we're probably getting Asuka versus Rhea. Do you think Asuka versus Rhea and, and you think Rhea retains and then we move on to Charlotte? Because I think the end game here is Charlotte and well, Rhea. Well, we, we just did that. They had, a, they had a rematch on Raw. For the for championship? The yeah. That really? I think that might be something that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way on these shows. There were a lot of repeat matches on Raw and SmackDown. Even, yeah, maybe um, maybe because I haven't tuned in for a while, it was newer for yeah, me. Nia and Shayna had rematches on both. Right. Episodes. Yeah. The, they they the, yeah they've been kind of that division. We'll talk about that in a second. That, that, yeah. that that's getting kind of stale. But um okay, uh, yeah. on the SmackDown side of things, Bianca Belair. Uh, they had a really nice intro with uh, Montez Ford. Uh, you can right. tell this was uh, I don't I don't know how scripted this was, but you know him and and Dawkins because they're probably somewhat of of actual friends and and good friends because they've been doing mm-hmm. this tag thing for a while and have reached much success. Uh, they were just all in on celebrating Bianca, and they didn't have the heel come out. They did uh, Sasha do a backstage promo after this, so I think we there's two alleys we can go because that we actually got another backstage promo from Bailey, but I think. Uh, the Sasha and Bianca rematch is just as doable as uh, Bailey and Bianca, which I think that's a rematch as well. But um, the belt was on Bailey last time, and Bianca maybe got a shot, and she couldn't do it. Did that ever happen? I remember all those weird. Um, I remember that weird like little obstacle course Bianca did against right Bailey. I think that was before she announced who she was facing. Right, and then I think Sasha won it off Bailey. Oh, okay. So maybe we haven't seen that yet, but either yeah. I, either way, uh, 
if you're working with the four, one, two of the four horsewomen, that's probably a good sign. It means you're uh, in the plans. And hopefully she doesn't lose to one of them right away because they clearly have something special. Uh, I know she has a hand in all of her gear and stuff. She, you know, produces her own gear. I don't know if you noticed, but her stuff's been like inc- incredible since yeah. WrestleMania, and I think that's part of the, you know, the 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 championship glow. Uh, but she's, I, you know, I think Bianca Belair has the easier path to success than Rhea Ripley because. WWE is going to try to do things with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair has this energy and magic right now that anyone in any office or booking like no one can stop what Bianca is going to invoke from the fans. You know what I mean? There's going to be that chemistry. So I think anything going forward is going to work, but putting uh, their best foot forward with Bailey and Sasha Banks seems like a really positive thing for Belair's career and championship run because this is her first run, and I think a lot of people are going to remember it just as Montez Ford said he's going to be telling his grandchildren about this. So it has it has that legendary potential, uh, and not a lot of things in wrestling in 2021 have that potential. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Do you have a talented baby face like Bianca Belair with the fans actually behind her? Then you know there's like a there's not really a cap for how long you can ride that, uh, which is kind of different with Rhea because she's kind of gotten into a bit of a um, not a heel role, but a bit of a tweener role right yeah. now, especially going after Asuka, who I don't know. She's kind of a baby face regardless. Rhea can she's not. Oh, go ahead. Bian- Bianca can go to the moon being herself, but Rhea right to go to the moon, I think, has to become not Stone Cold exactly, but Stone mm-hmm. Cold esque, you know, like this anti hero that everyone is behind. Um, because that's just like her punk vibe, I think. And Bianca's is more just like, you know, number one college athlete, number one draft pick kind of thing. You just want to see them succeed most of the time, I think. And haters are going to hate. So there's natural enemies there. So I think the story is just easier for her than, than Rhea. Um, especially, yeah, especially with the, the punk vibe that she has. So, uh, you know, what? Either way, I'm excited to see both of them go forward. I just think Bianca has the easier path. Uh, moving on to the mid-card championships, United States and Intercontinental. We have Sheamus. I don't know where Sheamus is actually going with this, but it's it's not with Riddle again because Riddle got squashed hard. Uh, Riddle on got Monday squashed night. hard and then tried to fail up to face Bobby Lashley again. Yeah. Even though he got beat by Bobby Lashley so many times when Bobby Lashley had the united states championship poor matt riddle he uh he probably deserves a better but uh where do you think sheamus will go after this you know i would have said cesaro before monday but now that seems kind of like a foregone conclusion now that he's going after roman so i don't know it's it's a tough one all right good sheamus good good, good for you uh sheamus undisputed united states championship because he won't face riddle again the uh, Intercontinental Championship. Uh, we got to meet. We got, we got a name. Commander Aziz is is the name of Babatunde or whatever this big guy uh, was who helped Apollo Cruz win the Nigerian Jump Fight and the Intercontinental Championship against Big E. So uh, this was. I kept asking myself when I watched this segment with uh with with Apollo Cruz on SmackDown this week. Like what? What did Babatunde or I'm sorry, uh, Commander Aziz? Like, what did he do to get into the mode to be this giant? Like, he almost had doesn't have like a full IQ. You know what I mean? Like, he looks not all there. He looks like just like a big dumb grunt. Like, uh, who's the um? He, it was like a really insensitive gimmick, but but he was this like old, uh, o- older wrestler. Like like way way back when, and and his gimmick was was he was just like a Neanderthal, and he'd come out and he'd grunt and he and he and he'd make you know he basically just looked handicapped, but he had uh he had incredible strength, so he'd he'd go win, uh in the ring, and I'm sure people will remember his name, but like that's just what it reminded me of because he didn't like say anything, he just mm-hmm. stood there in this like, maybe it was the outfit, the commander outfit, it didn't look legit, it looked like a a costume that you maybe you'd get for like. A bigger kid who's still trying well, to do well, Halloween. I don't want to spoil this for you, but it is a costume. I don't know what they're doing with this. They they've strayed way too far into. Do this you mean gimmick. it's a costume it, in the sense that wrestlers wear gear? Um, yeah, that's what I meant. Right. Okay, but all but wrestlers also, wear gear. I'm saying this looks like a Halloween costume. Wrestlers don't wear Halloween costumes. 
No, but yeah, I get that. But it goes down to the fact that I don't think it's a very good gimmick to begin with. That's what I'm like saying, dude. Where, it. where did You're he get in the mo? How did he? How did he get prepared for this? Did he just watch like, you know, Andre the Giant and go like, yeah, if I was a giant mongoloid that couldn't speak English, this is how I would act. Like, what the hell? This is not good. I don't think it was the best decision to make. I don't think it's good for Apollo to have a championship win like that, especially when he already like put up a good match against Biggie that he could have just won. It's goofy, and I don't know what's going to happen with the Intercontinental Championship right now, mostly because we have two people basically holding it, and I don't really know anybody that can win against that. I don't think we have two people holding it. We have Apollo Crews and his crony who's who's too stupid to go win it for himself. So oh. so he lets Apollo Crews dictate what this is what I mean. This gimmick doesn't make sense. He he has to be like the gimmick is big and dumb and and that doesn't work these days. You know what I mean? No one wants big and I, I Braun Strowman, yeah, I know. But it, it was you know that was I'm not dumb, which is a good argument. But when you're when your thing is I'm just really big and really dumb, I don't know if it if it works as well. I think so, you're ah. just assuming he's dumb. I don't know if he's. He dumb didn't yet. talk at all. I didn't hear him say one word. Did he talk? Maybe he doesn't speak English. Is that is that the is that the? I think that's kind of what they're going for. Right, but, like but Apollo like Cruz is Nigerian and and he he speaks fine. He's got the accent. <laughs> or is well, he nigerian well, or is he is he just african even he said from nigeria I, he said yeah he, he's nigerian um the character's nigerian at least i don't want to assume otherwise but um <laughs> um so maybe maybe braun will face him or somebody i don't know braun could have a title if he's not allowed to go after the universal championship i'd rather see that than him fighting shane again or some non-title match against someone that's kind of a loser so you think a big guy needs to go after th- this group? Yeah, I mean, I think Big E can just overpower we, this guy in the Big end. Big E just beat both of them. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I that's, that'll that probably. Too. I mean, because Big E didn't really lose that match. I mean, not so Apollo at least. It, were, you know? it was a no DQ match, so right? He did I guess? But, but if it's a, you know, I mean, he Big cheated. E you know, there's just there. the easy baby face argument. So. Uh, that's true. Tag team championships on both brands. I just watched Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode retain against Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, which I thought it would be actually kind of cool to see them uh, win right after celebrating with Bianca and have mm-hmm. Bianca join them and, and just kind of celebrate, even if they take it off them again at the next pay-per-view, whatever. Like, I, are, are Roode and Ziggler that... They weren't even on the Mania card, were they? Like, they're not even that dominant of champions. They, they won it in January, I guess, but I, I couldn't tell you how many matches i've seen in the hundred days that they've been champs so they were not on the mania card before mania there were like there was like a weird triple threat and like a weird fatal four-way with the Mm -hmm. titles and they kept winning and it's fine um i think the match was actually pretty good because i like these wrestlers i just don't see the story there Uh, i hear you mostly because the whole division's been kind of just jumbled up with those you know uninteresting match setups and the Raw Tag Team Championship, I don't... It, were AJ and Omos on the show? I don't know if I missed them or... Nope. so You can't miss Omos. That guy's giant. Right. Okay. So they weren't on the show, but New yeah. Day, Kofi, and Xavier Woods were. Correct. And they pretended that they didn't get beat by one person, two people versus one, right? That's where that whole... Kofi did that whole bit, or Kofi and Xavier, I guess, did that whole bit against... Mm-hmm. Who was it? Uh... It was uh, Elias and other Elias, right? Who Jackson got Riker. beat by beat up by Braun Strowman? Who you mm-hmm. know, which is, I mean, essentially, you know, almost just been in WWE longer. Like, yeah, <laughs> like literally just giant guy who wears tank tips. Maybe almost is a little more slender, I think, and more muscular, and and Braun is thicker, but like <laughs> they're literally the same exact gimmick. So, I thought. While I was watching this, I was like, are, are they idiots? Like, are the New Day idiots? How are they making fun of someone for exactly what happened to them? And then it got pointed out. So, what is... I've been worried about the New Day. Because Big E, obviously, is doing his own thing. And that's fine. You know, that that's all good. That that's, Let him keep doing that. Kofi has already won his big championship. So, in Vince's eyes, he's good. He's got his. You know? Mm-hmm. But Woods has only won these tag team championships and and as great as that is 
he's going to do that G4 thing soon. And I just keep waiting for Vince to drop the hammer and be like, okay, we're going to make you into a fucking idiot for the next two months. And you're going to go out looking like an absolute fool and you can go do your G4 stuff. Now, maybe they worked it out where, it, where it's okay, you know, to do it together. But I think Vince traditionally doesn't like, not traditionally, but like at least in the past few years, I think he's kind of shown that he doesn't like it when other people try to go make money off themselves. He wants them to be exclusive talent, even though they're independent contractors. So it's, um, I, I, I'm worried about it. And I, and I hope this isn't the start of it, especially with that dumb, uh, you know, argument that they had there. And then I think they ended up losing on raw. Am I right? That they ended up losing on raw as well. I think they won. Oh, okay. If they won, it's yeah. not as bad, but I, I just, you know, I, they need to, they don't always need to be in the title picture, but they need to have meaningful feuds, which I think they were doing for a time with the Usos post-championship. You know, they were just, mm-hmm. uh, they were doing actual things because there was history and story, and they don't have story. And, and the New Day, as storytellers, you know, I think work best with a long-term program. So hopefully they can get back to that. But as far as AJ and Omos go, because they are the actual champions, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. The Viking Raiders are back. Viking Raiders are back. That's a good point. Uh, do Cedric you think... Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are still together, even oh. though they were always at and, each other's throats and while got squashed. In business. Yeah. Um, and well, why T-Bar... would you stay together after leaving the Hurt Business? I don't know. <laughs> T-Bar and Mace are in Hurt Business now. So right. Those are a few tag teams. Oh, that's what happened at the end of Raw. Um, yeah. Drew McIntyre got attacked by T-Bar and Mace, and uh-huh. and that was, uh, unfortunately, what 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 brought him down so we'll see yeah why did they replace they really don't, don't know, know what they're doing i don't, know. I, don't I know understand why people didn't like this raw but um the smackdown as far as i can tell was okay it just wasn't like super inspiring does that make sense i think the weak part of smackdown was natty and tamina wrestling Shayna and i again okay, not i don't think i title and then winning they won yeah, but it wasn't for the title this time, so it doesn't matter. Oh, so so they'll probably get a championship opportunity again and then lose. So. But then why do it at Mania? Yeah, right, especially in the two-night event. It's, it's, uh, I know some things were changed uh, during that rain delay or maybe mm-hmm. in the 24 hours up leading up to WrestleMania, so it'll be interesting to hear if any of that comes out. But that's, I guess, our... Uh, I hope that was a little better than running down the cards of Raw and SmackDown. Um, I think we got through the shows a little quicker, hit all the major points, um, and we were able to cover kind of what's going on across the top to the middle to the bottom of the card. Do you want to uh, real quick just run by NXT? Yeah, and I was just going to say we have like uh, a few minutes left uh, for this segment at least, so let's do NXT, and I don't think we'll get to do NXT UK, but uh, Walter's the champion there, and he probably will be for a, a long time until yeah. someone else is, is is actually really cool. Until and Walter COVID doesn't want to be champion anymore. Yeah, be champion. yeah there's no reason <laughs> to take it off. Uh, NXT, Karrion Cross is obviously the head guy. Big, uh, He beat Finn Balor. Yep. Finn Balor, so Finn I didn't Balor. watch... I didn't watch NXT this week, so you're going to have to fill me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do, you've do. you been doing a pretty good job on remembering uh, where all the champions have stood uh, in, the, in the last week or so. So hopefully you can keep doing that with NXT. But I'm going in a little blind here. Uh, Karrion Cross, does he have a challenger? Obviously, Finn Balor is, no, was not on the show this week. No, Finn Balor wasn't on the show. Okay. Karrion Cross said that Finn Balor, I think all the champions this week, they were all putting over whoever they beat. Which is great because you don't want to like beat somebody and then be like, oh, they were crap because that right. just diminishes your own win. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't like how Bianca did it, though. Bianca was just said like Bianca kind of played to the, you know, fan on Twitter and was like, you know, you got to give it up for the other person. It takes two to be in there, which is true. But like or a baby face. Yeah. A baby face should do. be. But a baby face should be a little more like. And she did started to do this, but I think she should have gone a little more in. But the baby mm-hmm. face should always be doing something like. You know, I give it my all every single night, but when I stepped in there with Sasha under the lights at WrestleMania in front of 15,000 fans or 11,000 or whatever it was on night one, I couldn't help but feel the pressure, and she didn't help me by, you know, going crazy. I mean, she would do better because she's a fucking professional wrestler, but you get what I'm saying is, is put it all on her saying she was an absolute badass. You pushed me to the edge like I've never been. I've never been that close to slipping off. I'm holding on with one finger. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. And then finally I get over the mountain and I become the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I think that promo, it puts herself over 
obviously, which is what you want, but it also puts uh, Sasha over. Whereas when she just went out there and was like, and Sasha, she was a great dance partner. It takes two to tango. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're wrestling. Like, I mean, that's the stuff that I think, you know, I, I don't want to say fake because it's obviously not fake. I mean, you saw the mark that Sasha had on her ribs from, from Bianca's hair. But I think just that one little thing, that's my one little nitpick about SmackDown. I wish Bianca would just have a little more. Uh, and, and who knows? Maybe it was fucking scripted. Probably was scripted. Uh, do better at writing, WWE, please. Uh, back to NXT. Uh, you uh, said Karrion Cross putting over his, Cross his, his, put his over Finn Balor. Said Finn Balor is one of the greats. He wins championships everywhere he goes. Um, but basically, we don't know who's coming after Karrion Cross next. Uh, well, we kind of do. So let's go over to Timothy Thatcher and Champa. They're both still mad at losing to MSK, so they're going after that tag title. Oh, that's that. And, that's the new tag team contenders. Um, no, they're multiple tag team contenders. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they're they're one of them. They had like a promo where they said like, "Hey, we're gonna go for all the titles. We're gonna gotcha. get that one, and then we're gonna get the uh, the main title." So apparently, one of them is gonna go after Karen Cross eventually, which will be cool. Um, North American Championship. Bronson Reed lost, but they had like a mixed match with Loomis. Bronson Reed lost what? Bronson Reed lost to Johnny Gargano at TakeOver. Oh, okay. I thought you meant there was yeah. a rematch on this week's uh, NXT. Kind of. It was a mixed match, uh, like a mixed tag match with The Way versus Loomis, Bronson Reed, Shotzi Blackheart, and Ember Moon. So what's the deal with uh, <laughs> with Dexter <laughs> Loomis? Stupid, but it's fun. Is... Are, did I hear that there's like a love angle going on between Loomis and Indy Hartwell or something like that? You heard correct. Okay, wait, what's, is that, is that, it sounds like dog shit. Is it dog shit or is it actually what do you good? mean dog shit? Um, it's, Bad. it's humorous. It's humorous. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I watch wrestling to get a chuckle, but if I get a chuckle, I'm never mad. It's just like. Um, it's humorous, but the fact that, well, we don't know what's going on with Loomis's head, but. What's going on with Loomis' head? Maybe I've been yeah. out of the loop on NXT. What is going on with Loomis' head? Do, do, do we, the viewer, know? No, we don't. We don't. No one knows. The, the viewers don't know. The wrestlers don't know. It's just Loomis is Loomis. He's an enigma. Okay. But Indy likes Loomis, and Loomis seems to like Indy. Why does Indy like Loomis? Do we know? Because he's mysterious. And she's 19. Got it. Probably. Right, she's um, she's very young. I don't know if she's 19. But, but yeah, so the, the tag match was kind of cool. Uh, it didn't... I don't want to. Okay. Anyway, so Indy, Har- Indy Harwell is twenty four. She's my age. Good. Uh, so now you guys know my age. 30, like 30 whatever. Dexter Loomis is uh... twenty two. <laughs> no, he's thirty seven. Um, a little weird. A little weird. But I guess it's not bad. I mean, I, if she was nineteen, it would be it would be way worse. So okay. So for the North American Championship, is Loomis somehow going to get into the picture here, or I think is... Loomis? Maybe Bronson Reed again. They're still both entangled with that. I don't, think I don't know if LA Knight's Reed still going to be. LA Knight might still be involved in that, or he might go for the uh, the NXT Championship. LA Knight's a great personality, but I don't know if he's a great wrestler. So it'll be uh, interesting to see him uh, work his way up. You know, I NXT usually you, you have to you run the gauntlet throw, before it. Yeah, true. You had a throwaway line last week about Breezango having a match after Takeover. Yeah, I they uh they had no I didn't before. Realize. They had I didn't they realize had. that was against Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Killian was, Dane uh, and Drake Maverick won, so apparently they're a tag team now. Oh, that was to make them a tag team. Like they came out yeah. to music, so I I don't know. They it they was came really out to music and they had like really awful music with whistling. Like it was, it was... <laughs> with whistling. Yeah. Um, I, I I was I was I was not a fan. Uh NXT as you can tell, not my cup of tea these uh, so, past few months. But I don't know. I don't think a lot really changed with the NXT title picture because we still have like same feuds kind of going over again. It's uh, yeah. No, it sounds no. like we're still building oh, to the. Well, actually, the women's championship. Oh, we didn't we talk completely about forgot about Mer- uh, Mercedes Martinez, who was in the title picture like a few months ago. Right. Yeah. But she's back in it now. Okay. So, oh, I Raquel and Mercedes, I would watch that. Yeah. That sounds that'd good. Be pretty cool, right? So, what, did Mercedes cut a promo? Did she Mercedes cut a promo? She wanted to get her money back from that manager guy and Robert uh Robert know. Stone, that guy? I don't know. <laughs> that manager. Uh, some nobody. But yeah, uh Mercedes Martinez had a squash match against Jessica Mea and now she wants to wrestle Raquel Gonzalez. 
All so right. that's a pretty cool match. Right. Having a squash match against no one is always a way to get a championship match immediately after a pay-per-view. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's good, Mercedes. Way to build a badass. No, uh, Mercedes um, needs to go run. Like I said, NXT needs to get back to building actual challengers for actual champions. Now, they did a nice job building Raquel Gonzalez up and making her the person that dethroned Io Shirai. And Mercedes Martinez is a fine person to... Face her next. I don't mm-hmm. care if she wins or loses. I mean, preferably, I think, wins here because Raquel Gonzalez, I don't know that she'll be a strong long-term champion, but she will be a decent champion for at least a few months, to maybe even up to like six months or, or something like that. But uh, I don't think she needs to hold it for more than one uh, takeover. So she can find something to do in the meantime. But let Mercedes Martinez beat all of the women in in the division it's the they boast that the nxt women's division is the strongest division in all of wrestling so show us that let mercedes martinez beat the shit out of these girls and then actually face uh this behemoth raquel gonzalez and and put on a great uh slobber knocker at, at the next takeover so that's what i would like to see um and actually that's the only thing that really excites me that we've talked about on nxt it sounds like uh they still have a lot of work to do yeah, there's some other stuff that you might not like so much about NXT. Santos Escobar unfortunately lost the the cruiser the cruiser yeah, kind of right away. Yeah, but he lost to Kushida, so that's kind of fine. Kushida's cool, but oh. um, it sucks that it happened so quickly. And now why Devlin's did it, back in the title why, picture. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. So why it, did they have the Jordan Devlin match? They should have had I that match know. on night one, and then had Kushida on night two. That would have made more yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, now they're having Devlin versus Kushida. Because Devlin apparently, oh my God, NXT Devlin, tried Devlin harder to lose not my lose interest. A match Jesus Christ! Pablo Escobar just climbed the ladder better. Pablo Escobar? No, not Pablo. Sorry, Jesus Santos Escobar <laughs> just climbed the ladder better. All right, are there any more championships oh. that we've neglected? No, but we are neglecting another championship caliber wrestler that might be going to main roster. All right. Uh, Roderick Strong turned in his like. Oh, he he, he he yeah, quit. he like announced his quitting. Yeah. So he might be going after like uh Sheamus or <laughs> that's everyone's Apollo dream Cruz. match. I don't know. Um yeah, I mean Roddy Roddy will be good on the on the main roster. Maybe he can go up at the same time as Adam Cole. Do we have any word on where Oh, they, they was this the no. this is the hospital thing, right? Where they showed the hospital? There's a brief segment there. Yeah. Uh yeah. like security cam footage i guess yeah it was post uh the match between him and o'reilly going they're yelling at each other right on the gurneys i saw that on twitter mm-hmm. uh so, and that, yeah i think that's I think it that for the championships for wwe side of things all right let's uh we can talk about ratings real quick we don't need to do a big numbers dive if you guys want more numbers you can follow me on twitter at dave b rosenberg that's rosenberg with a b-e-r-g not a b-u-r-g um but I, I go into numbers there more in depth. Uh, you can ask me any questions about specific demos and trends that you actually want to know about because sometimes I do all that work and no one actually cares about it, which, I mean, I care about it, but sometimes it's not always great to do things only for yourself. So <laughs> hit me up uh, on Twitter and ask me for specifics and I will always uh, respond to that. But general things that I want to talk about because we we have talked about Raw, SmackDown, and NXT and we are about to talk about AEW so I can talk about their numbers. Three of the four shows did pretty well at least number wise now raw got a huge boost from wrestlemania okay so raw going into wrestlemania and now mind you building up to wrestlemania there should be some interest right there should be fans watching your show every week going like yeah man like this stuff's getting really good i'm really excited for wrestlemania this is the last raw before wrestlemania surely some crazy shit's gonna happen i gotta tune in they were averaging like 1.7 i'll be generous and say 1.8 million viewers going into monday nights uh, I mean, sorry, going into WrestleMania on Monday nights. So, did we expect a huge bump from WrestleMania? I didn't personally, because lately, the people who watch these WWE pay-per-views on, on the network and now Peacock, they are the hardcores. They are the ones that, you know, it's not such a mainstream event. WrestleMania is not the Super Bowl of anything, of combat sports, you know, that, that Vince wants it to be. More people, I think, are are likely to watch a McGregor fight. Or last night, the, uh, the what, <laughs> Logan it was Paul fight. Logan Paul <laughs> beat Ben Askren in like well, a worked two-second fight. Logan Paul got the fight. fucking, uh, he got the WrestleMania bump. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Um, But he, uh, yeah, the numbers... 
going in were, were not great, 1.7, but they jumped to a just over 2 million at 2. Point, I believe 0.3 million, which is the highest we've seen in in 2021 and I believe in about 5 months. Um every like every like 3 months or so, every quarter, WWE has like a gimmick show like a Raw 25 or a Legends Night or something like that. And Raw pops up to this 2 million, 2.1 million sometimes, depending on where we go. But surely enough, it dips back down. And I think that's what's going to happen next next week, and let me tell you why. Because the SmackDown number, and I just looked at this, and a lot of you guys know, at least that the people who follow the numbers, that SmackDown numbers come in two waves. Now, I call them the early numbers, and sometimes that's misleading because people think that I'm talking about uh, DVR numbers and such days later, but that's not what I'm talking about. Early numbers are about, I think, 25, maybe 50, uh, ca- like cable area networks. You know what I'm saying? Like the Dallas area, the New York area, the Miami area. And we get the average from them for the early numbers overnight because it's the weekend and, and people don't work on the weekend. Now we get the full cable numbers from every region where they get the actual Nielsen total average, what they want to give out on Monday afternoon. So looking at the fr- at the Saturday numbers, the early numbers, it looks like SmackDown held at about 2 million, which is not so great. It is not the big uh, bump because SmackDown was doing better than, than Raw uh, before that. So I want to wait until I see the actual SmackDown numbers come in because every now and then it jumps up like 100,000. And, and you never know. Um, maybe the interest from WWE fans isn't in these major markets and the average is skewed. So I don't want to be hasty, but I think that Raw is going to go back down this week to that 1.8, 1.7 million range because SmackDown just didn't have that impressive a performance, at least according to the early numbers. Can I offer a theory real quick? Sure. Probably a lot of people already had Peacock and they saw, huh, WrestleMania. I've never watched that because I don't pay for it. So then they might have watched WrestleMania, enjoyed it, tuned in for Raw, and then since they're not big wrestling fans, well, they have something else to do on Friday, and they didn't watch SmackDown. I mean, I'll do you one better, and I think it's the same exact theory, but just chop off the beginning of what you said. They don't even have to have had Peacock for this. I think that they could just be wrestling fans. As a wrestling fan, if you don't keep up with Raw and SmackDown, especially during the pandemic, I understand COVID is tough. It's it's not easy to watch the shows with the Thunderdome, you know, even if they have the piped in cheering and the, and the fans faces and stuff. It's not easy to watch that. OK, if you left and you came back and watched WrestleMania because you heard, hey, it's going to be in Raymond James. There's going to be 15,000 people there. It's going to be wrestling, actual wrestling. Maybe you tuned in and you saw it and you were impressed like we were. But then you came on Monday and you were like, oh, I'm going to watch the follow-up to this shit because it's going to be good. And then you got the Thunderdome. I think you'd be disappointed. And if you heard SmackDown was going to be in the Thunderdome as well, you probably didn't tune in just for that reason. And I can see losing some chunk of that those people alone. I mean, we're, we're at the numbers now where, I mean, two or three years ago, we were talking about two, three, four million viewers on these shows. So we have cut these numbers down at least a third and a half. Uh, in just a few years. So, you know, these are the hardcores. They're, they're the people watching are the people watching. So whenever it goes up and whenever it goes down, I think very little things can change it just like that. And like you said, they probably did tune in from WrestleMania because it was a good show. But Raw, uh, you know, even as I was defending it earlier, Raw is still Raw. And, and if you're going to watch it, I think it's got significantly less effect than watching a, a big pay-per-view. So it's possible that Peacock viewers... Um, lapsed viewers, whoever it was, tuned in for that Monday night and then immediately dropped off for Friday night. So I hope that's not the case. Maybe the late numbers will come in for Friday night and it'll still be up and they'll hold on Monday. I mean, that's always the hope. Uh, But I believe the trend is going to bring Raw back down to earth next week, which is a bit disappointing. But the story's flipped for Wednesday night, right? Main roster doesn't exactly adhere to the same uh, schedule and rules that the previous Wednesday night wars uh, did so you guys know that the Wednesday night war split up Tuesday and Wednesday now Tuesday night sm- um, Tuesday night NXT Wednesday night uh, AW Dynamite that's what it's called um, but so AW is the one that actually did a massive number AW did 1.2 million viewers uh, now the combined viewership for Wednesday nights through the pandemic 
was anywhere between 1.4 and 1.6 million viewers. So that's a pretty solid retention rate. It, it is it is very few viewers who said, no, I only watch NXT. No, I don't watch AEW. I'm not going to watch AEW on Wednesday nights when I would normally watch wrestling because I watch it. I only watch the other company. That's I just don't think that's as realistic as a lot of people thought. I think there was a belief amongst AEW fans, or I won't even call them AEW fans because I think labeling like that is, is too tribalistic. But People who watch AEW. Yeah, uh, people who watch AEW, that there, there would be this uh, resistance from, from, from people who are labeled as NXT fans, you know, that, that there is this sort of war going on. And I don't think that's true. I think there were just two shows happening at the same time. And this really showed that, that people who tune in at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night, if their show wasn't there, which it wasn't, uh, you know, on USA, they knew to flip over to TNT to watch the other wrestling show. And and I think, I think, and this is why I didn't mention NXT's number yet, because it was, I say only 800,000, even though this is the first time they cracked 800,000 uh, in 2021, I think it's going to go up. I think that there's a group of people because NXT skews a little bit older, just a little bit older than AEW. I think there's a group of people that didn't know that there was a switch, even though they've said it, even though they've said it. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but right. people are stupid. You know this. You've lived life. I've You've been, been around. Some people might not have known that NXT switched to Tuesday. And I think that that number could go up to 850, even 900K. Honestly, this week. There's also probably some people who I think didn't watch NXT had a spite. I, you know, who thought, well, those NXT fans aren't going to watch my AW, so I'm just going to watch my AW and not watch NXT. And I think some people will back off there. I think a little bit. I think AW fans are a little, I think there's a little more to this war than people are saying now now not the working themselves into a goddamn not the normal people i think most people are normal but one out of every 10 one out of every 10 and and i think that can change numbers um i'm i'm happy with nxt doing 800,000 because it's been a while since they've been there and and the shows is i mean triple h even even if the last year hasn't been so great what Mm -hmm. he built the five years prior or however long it was it was such a strong foundation of, of the smart wrestling fan before AEW, right? You right. could trust that NXT was going to be there for you on a Wednesday night. And now you can trust that NXT is going to be there for you on a Tuesday night. And, and you're going to have good wrestling. And you can switch your schedule to Tuesday and Wednesday night wrestling and forget the Monday and Wednesday, Monday and Friday night stuff. And I think that's the trend we're going to see going forward uh, with ratings. And that's really just the point of this segment is that m- Monday and Friday, they did get bumps. And Monday got a pretty impressive bump. But based on the product and based on just numbers and how how they've been going, it's going to keep going down. Because people get interested for a second, but WWE never retains it. Now, if they prove me wrong, I'm happy. But Wednesdays and Tuesdays are the nights that have clear paths to going up. Because there's nothing. Like, they were in each other's way. And now they are not in each other's way. So it's very simple. The only thing impeding them is now removed. If fans can get on board and just look at these numbers and do as I did each week and go, wow, these are going up. We should hop on the train, get our friends on the train. Every time that number goes up, it's it's more cool to be a wrestling fan. And everyone wants to everyone wants wrestling to be cool. <laughs> no one wants to be the person who's, who, who has to go, yeah, what do you do in your free time? I um I watch wrestling and then they give you that look like do you know it's fake? And it's like, yes, I know it's fucking Jesus. And you have that conversation. It would be good if it were real. Right. But if if 2 million people are watching NXT, if 2 million people are watching AEW, if 5 million people people are watching wrong, Dave, if 5 million people are watching raw and SmackDown, which, which is possible. I promise you it is possible. Now it would be, it's very hard, but it is possible. But if that many people were doing it, it would, it would be cooler. So I think people need to be less tribalistic about these numbers, be more encouraging about them because at the end of the day, they're metrics, right? And it, like your favorite baseball player, you want his average to go up. You don't want it to go down. I mean, maybe you want the opposing player to go down, but you don't really have opposing players here. Yeah. Everything is perfectly on one night. Monday, Raw, Tuesday, in, uh, not Impact, I'm sorry, Tuesday, <laughs> NXT, Wednesday, AEW, 
Thursday, Impact, and Friday, SmackDown. Every night, there should just be a rotation of wrestling fans enjoying it and supporting their product. There's no need to be so divisive anymore. So uh, with that said, if you like positive uh, ratings analysis, like I said earlier, follow me at Dave B. Rosenberg. Helps a lot. Um, I write for Daily DDT too, so I post stuff there. Uh, when I do write, I haven't written anything yet, so I probably should get to doing that. They're going to get mad at me. But um, <laughs> that, that, that that's really my rating spiel. Donnie, any comments? Um, I think you're right in that no, none of the viewers really lose if the ratings go up. Mm-hmm. Like WWE and AEW don't care that you're watching the other show. They care if you're not watching their show. True. So if you watch both shows, that's fine. If you watch both shows, they each get more money from their advertisers, and then they'll produce a better show for you to watch. And here's the beauty of it. If both keep going up, you have this competition that continues to go up, right? If you have competition at low levels, you're competing for low levels of pay because pay doesn't increase with, you know what I mean? But when you're sh- like when your show, you have two shows, okay? And each are being paid to fight for a pool of 1.5, 1.6 million fans. So one show gets 900,000 and one show gets 600,000 and show A gets paid accordingly and show B gets paid accordingly. But when show A is making when show A is getting 1.2 million viewers instead of 900,000 and show B is getting 800 viewers instead of 600,000 both shows are winning they are making more money they can do more stuff they can put on more stuff for the fans and and the networks will give them more slack you know what i mean you'll get yes. more leeway and stuff it's it's they only micromanage when things are not going well or there's a big fight but when things are going well Look at Raw and SmackDown. Look how long they've been able to go with whatever the fuck they please because they're staples of the USA Network. Now, or I mean, well, Fox is Fox has SmackDown now, but now they're staple. They're staple shows, you know. NXT Fox only can become SmackDown because NXT successful. and Dynamite can become the 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 staple. So I'm really looking forward to the ratings uh, going ahead. I know a lot of people are sad that the Wednesday Night Wars are over because that's the a comparison day but i think I totally that love trying to watch two wrestling shows in one <laughs> night <laughs> yeah it's i think this is really really just better for everyone but we haven't talked about aw all that much um i haven't watched aw in, in, in about a month i know you have uh kept up with it pretty well <laughs> i i missed the last two weeks so oh. then i had to catch up on that well i did fine. watch this now week so so the big story is, I guess, leading up to this blood and guts thing that we talked about. This pseudo pay per view is what we called it earlier on May fifth. It's 5th. just one match. I think it's just one match. Right, but They're... they call the show, I think, blood and guts. Like I think the name. Right. You know. Uh, but is is it May fifth? Is that what you said? May fifth. Yeah, that's a Wednesday. It's All like right, and and the teams Wednesday. for blood and guts. It's it's not it's not the elite anymore. We'll it's talk exact... about that in this in the in no. a bit. It is the inner circle. And what is this team? The Pineapples? Yeah, exactly. That's what Jericho's been affectionately calling them. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't know if you joked about it, but I joked about it for sure. Um, but yeah, they're definitely the, the pinnacle. The pinnacle. pinnacle of wrestling. Yeah. Which is, okay, so pinnacle, and this is where I'm a bit lost, so you can fill in the blanks for me here, and all, the, all, right. all our listeners can uh, laugh at me or whatever they want. Um, but pinnacle is who? MJF? And... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... If you don't know who the Pinnacle are, go back to this week's episode, or was it last week's episode? Go back to last week's episode of AEW and listen to Chris Jericho's promo on the Inner Circle, the Inner Circle returning, and why they don't give a crap about Pinnacle. Because it's MJF, who's young, but too cocky for his own good. Sean Spears, who, you know, got fired 10 years ago, called Chris Jericho for help, and has a blonde mohawk in 2021. Yeah. Uh, these are Jericho's words. Sorry. Um, the One of the self-proclaimed best tag teams in the world who he can't tell apart, and um, Tully, who is So it's not like a four horsemen, but, but not, as, not as good. Yeah. Oh, and, um, oh, God, he had a great line about, oh, what's his fucking name? Wardlow. Wardlow's dumb, but muscular this is the basically. this was the 10 cent 10 cent brain and million dollar oh. body but he fucked it up or 
It's just no, not no, no. That it's basically that. It's the ten cent brain, million dollar body. Um, but he's so dumb he has to take off his clothes to count to twenty one, <laughs> which is just a great line from Jericho. Trust me, I've seen him do it. Is what I he think says. Heyman stole the line on this week's SmackDown <laughs> as well. So that's which um, one? The rain delay line? That was on the, a different night. No, the ten cent, the ten cent line. The oh, a million dollar yeah, body. Yeah, same line. I think he said that this week. Um, About but Cesaro, yeah, yeah, so that's the thing that's obviously poor Cesaro. He doesn't seem like a dumb guy. <laughs> But that's the thing that's dominating AEW. Um, I guess I don't want to say I'm not as invested as I was in the last Blood and Guts tease because obviously it never happened because of COVID. Um, sure. But this Horseman thing, this MJF thing, I don't know. Sean Spears, that's not the people I want him with. Is there someone else? Sean Spears is kind of the weak link there, mm-hmm. I think. Tully. Ward. I don't care about Tully that much. Tully, Tully's like a non-factor. He's not like he's not gonna wrestle. There's five people without him. Um, but yeah, Sean Spears. You you think he's like kind of unimportant to the team, but then you see him next to Wardlow, and he's like taller than Wardlow. He's not as buff, obviously, but like I don't know. I think it's an interesting dynamic, and he's not too terrible. I and think... Sammy, Sammy's with the inner circle again, right? Yeah, yeah. Sammy's with the inner circle again. That's he's good. I, I, I don't. I didn't the inner want... circle the whole time. And we have the dynamic now of the babyface Jericho, right? Oh, yeah. Full babyface Jericho. So this is, is, uh, it makes sense that fans are singing his song now when he uh-huh. comes out, which is, uh, which is good. So babyface Jericho and Guevara, I think that is, uh, something that we wanted for a bit. Mm-hmm. And we're finally getting it. Something I don't think that we knew we wanted, but it is actually quite good, at least if the opening match. Of this week is any indication is the the bucks heel turn yeah that the bucks turned heel after like uh last like the last headline match when right. they uh they teamed with moxie against kenny and the good brothers but then they couldn't put kenny down and they they turned on mox which is unfortunate but also super understandable so the young bucks is heels i guess they started as heels and became baby faces i don't mean an aw i mean five years ago six years ago something like that but they were they were heels on the california indie circuit and you know they they got all this praise from dave Meltzer and and all the you know won won all the best tag team awards and stuff like that and they kind of became baby faces in the eyes of the fans and so they they became bullet club became this like baby face faction but now they're going back to their roots, and I quite enjoyed uh, Nick making fun of himself doing the power up that in the was middle so of, the, great. <laughs> of the match <laughs> and stuff like that. To cry. So funny, <laughs> man! I was like, okay, away. at least you guys <laughs> know what it looked like. Like uh, this, these guys are professionals. They this, know that this, it's a show. I was just gonna say this could be one of the best runs, uh, unexpected runs, I think, from the Bucks that that we've seen. I don't know if I, I guess I could have seen it coming if if I paid a little more attention, but. A heel buck run is not what I thought we were going to get um, this early into AEW, so I, I I'm excited for it. And you know they're with they're with Kenny, right? And the other Bullet Club guys, uh, the Good Brothers, the yeah Carl Anderson and uh, what's his name? Doc Gallows. Yeah, so he, not uh, Luke, not Luke. Yeah, <laughs> Doc. Um, but that I mean that pairing right there. I mean I don't know if you've ever seen the videos of them, but they're they're all funny together. They're friends, so mm-hmm. I think. I think this is going to go really well for the Young Bucks. And again, they're going to win Tag Team of the Year and the Observer Award. So uh, these two turns, the Jericho one and the, and the Bucks turn, I'm I'm very in favor of. And I think it's going to go a long way in AEW's development over the next few months. You might actually get Inner Circle versus uh, the uh, the Bullet Club. Eventually. And you can do that because it's babyface versus heel. Now it actually makes sense instead right. of being a company full of heels. Right. What uh? What else is going on in uh AW? I know Christian uh, Cage. Cage, yeah. So he, I, I guess I saw him debut, and I know he had oh. a match against Kazarian, which I think I did, did go out of my way to see. It's felt okay. It was it yeah, was a fine match. <laughs> right. It was just a good TV match. Nice. He outworked Kazarian. Good job. Um, <laughs> but. Was there any more hey, to this? Kazarian's uh, been working for so long. It's hard. Obviously, Team Taz asked Cage to join them, Christian Cage, right. this week to join them. Christian Cage said no. Christian Cage said no the next week, yeah. So are we but, getting one uh, 1v5? Like, what? what is... Well, we might be getting... Well, next week, we're getting Cage versus Hobbs 
Mm -hmm. uh, Christian Cage versus Hobbs. I keep forgetting this Brian Cage as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Hobbs was one of the people that came out with Taz. So we're getting Hobbs versus Cage, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't think they're trying to, you know, is Christian going just going to run the Cage weekly gambit? I think Christian's just going to run the weekly, uh, you know, gambit. Uh, yeah, just just all the members of Team Taz. I this is this is such a WWE thing. I think I, I don't know if I like what they're doing here, but uh, mm. who like who is the main opponent? You know, who it's is the high Cage? Really, Cage versus right? Cage. What else? Like why? <laughs> Loser has to drop their name. Oh no! Um, That'd be so funny. Yeah, just one of them will just be Brian or Christian. So women's division wise, uh, Chris Statlander's back, and now she's teaming up with the best friends. She seems less high on the alien gimmick, you know, mm-hmm. and and more on the uh, I guess on her work and stuff. But she's as I think, made it to Earth now. Yeah, as I think about it, she's like. She was on her way to 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 actual things in AW. She was going to be a big a big player, and she was just taken out of it for ten months. So her being back is actually a really big deal for the AW women's division, which has been struggling. I don't remember who exactly on the announced team said it, but she was one of the few people that beat Sheeta. Right, and I think they know? also said that she was one of the few people who could match Nia. Uh, Nia power. Yeah, Nyla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, Statlander coming back, and I think with less emphasis on the alien, she still did the boops and all that, but it was more just like part of her entrance and not like, I'm an actual alien, beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. So like, this is a, we'll Mm. see where it goes. Obviously, they have backstage segments to get to and uh, who knows, but. uh, The the women's tag title looks pretty good in AEW. We have Britt Baker, who's now like doing stuff on Elevated, or sorry, Elevation. Mm-hmm. So she can get back into the title picture. We have Statlander, obviously. We just mentioned. We have. We well, have Jade Ty Cargill. Conti. You have Jade, Jade Cargill, Cargill and uh, yeah. uh, Velvet Sky. Is that her name? Vel- Red, Vel- uh, Red, Red Velvet. Velvet. Yeah. Yeah, like the the chocolate. Um, yeah. Uh, you know they they're getting better. I think. I obviously, think the women's this was... division is uh it's shaping up now. Before it, it was just kind of a mess, and uh, they weren't really having enough matches. And let me ask you this. Obviously, this is recently. Let me ask you this. Uh, obviously, this is paired with bad news from WWE, but earlier in the week, we had our second consecutive mass firing one year to the mm-hmm. day. I shouldn't say consecutive, but annual one year to the day uh, well, mass firing annual, That WWE. sounds repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> like, they'll keep doing it. Yeah, so WWE came to the terms of release on Smojo, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker... Kalisto, Mojo Raleigh, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. And we could talk about all of those, honestly, but I think the main ones, uh, Smojo, I think a lot of people want to see him in AEW. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. But Billy Kay, see Peyton Royce, Mickey James, and Chelsea Green, all four of those women could realistically go to AEW and, and make an impact. Do yes. they do that? No, I think it's too soon to have them come into AEW right now because AEW is just now like finding their footing with their women's division. I think if they were to introduce new names, it would just confuse things again, and then we'd have to go back into like that whole pattern of finding out what we're supposed to be doing with all these wrestlers. I imagine that the Iconics are going to make their way to AEW at some point just because um, Peyton Royce is, is married to, to Sean Spears. That's true. So I she's got to be already be around them. Obviously, Billy Kay's IRL, her best friend, I think. So, uh, you know, they're at least they're very good friends, but that's not fake. Their chemistry on screen. So I would imagine that w- we could see them somewhere in AW uh, once their 90 days is up. If there's a 90 days, whatever that is. Mickey James is different. Obviously, she's on the. She could just retire and be a legend, you know, for WWE, but. Her husband, as well, is Nick Aldis, so she could potentially do, you know, I don't want to say valet for him, because she's she's a good wrestler, but she could wrestle, she could valet, she could do whatever she wants, um, you know, in, in NWA, and then Chelsea Green um, is married to Matt Cardona, and I don't want to say that all the women are going to follow their husbands, but I think a lot of the couples prefer to work together not have to separately travel exactly yet. and i'm not sure what Card- cardona is doing now but he's i think impact is he i thought he was on AEW. 
I thought he was AEW for a bit, but I think he ended up Impact. Either way, uh, Chelsea Green can do her crazy uh, girlfriend character again. Mm-hmm. That's really where she got popular. WWE, she didn't have a big run in WWE like the Iconics or Mickey James. So Chelsea Green is potentially uh, the best character for AEW to to get, and she still. I don't know how young she is, but she looks, you know, she looks young. She looks good. I think she'll have the appeal that people want. Um, I, I say go after Chelsea Green if, if you can and, and the Iconics. So hopefully these uh, ladies can get back on their feet sooner than later. But it's sad to see them uh, out of WWE because, well, quite frankly, they didn't need to be fired. They have the money to pay them. So right. they'll w- they'll justify this uh, with the bottom line. But it's, it's untrue. And bottom it, line it, is that they're still making profits regardless. Like it, that was the bottom line last year. Yeah. And it's a crappy way to end the show, but I think that about wraps things up for the week. We've covered all the major points unless we forgot anything. And you guys can catch us uh, next week. We'll probably do the same thing. We'll try to find, I don't think we'll run down champions again, but we'll try to find an interesting way to do uh, segments instead of just uh, here's how raw went. Here's how SmackDown went. Let me tell you how to do it because I think a lot of podcasts do that and it's, it's boring. It's boring to hear. So uh, if you have any ideas, follow us at MSC Pro Wrestling. You can always hit us up there, or you can follow me personally at Dave B. Rosenberg. And Donnie doesn't have social media because, well, he just doesn't have social media. Yep. I'm afraid of people online. You shouldn't uh, talk to strangers on the internet. You, you, you can, it's a probably okay to talk to strangers on the internet. Just don't give them your information. But anyways, we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.